You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Author's Leverage. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that I'm here because I get to learn. I get to sit with amazing entrepreneurs and and professionals who are doing their thing when it comes to um, all the avenues that support authors and support what we're all up to and what we're doing. And today's topic, um, we're going to talk about really launching and how to write copy that is going to save you energy and help you focus more on your audience because we want to uh, make that connection and we can do that really, really well online. So we have the perfect, perfect person here to give us some insight and to share on that topic. So I want to introduce you all to Kristen Westcott. She's a business growth strategist and copywriter and founder of the Freedom Track Method, who has spent the last decade in the education field supporting leaders and students in the areas of goal setting, productivity, and writing. After recognizing her true passion lies in serving entrepreneurs, Kristen honed her skills as the director of operations. Quickly noticed that what was holding many business owners back wasn't a lack of drive or ability, but a lack of clarity and strategy around what to prioritize and how to get their message out there. These days, she spends her time helping online coaches and service providers get aligned with their business vision, set priorities, and write sales copies so they can scale without the frustration that massive growth often brings. So welcome to the Author's Leverage, Kristen Westcott. Wow, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and having this conversation today. Yes, yes. And it's, it's such a good conversation, I think, too, at the top of the year, you know, as we're looking at what we're offering and how to make sure that it's aligned with who we want to reach. So before we get into all that stuff, tell us a little bit about your experience and what has got you to the point where you are today. Oh, well, I think same as many entrepreneurs and, and authors in particular, it's been quite a journey and you have quite a story. So I'll just, you know, shorten that up a little bit. But my background, actually, when I went to school, Um, I went to university, was in sociology, and we focused on social justice. And so I went through learning all about the different systems of oppression and and different areas like that. And I went through and I got my master's. And when I was finished my master's, I was like, I am done writing. Like, this was such an exhausting process. I don't have anything to do with that. Um, And so I went in and I actually worked in the education facility that I got my master's in and I was supporting students in all these different areas of how when you're transitioning from one piece to another, right, from high school to university, being away from your parents, how do you set goals and manage your time and how do you actually write at the level that you need to be writing to be here? Um, I love that work, but it was very much stuck in the corporate field. Um, and so what I ended up finding was I, I you know, I kind of just stumbled across entrepreneurship and, and in the coaching world in particular, um, and really kind of fell in love with the passion 
that so many entrepreneurs have for their message and for their ability to have that impact that they want to have in the world. And what we find out after we get into entrepreneurship is that, oh my goodness, there is so much work to be done when we get into to actually get our message out there in the world. And uh, we did not all major in business, but there's all these other elements and it can be exhausting, right? Mm -hmm. We just want to go out there. We just want to help our people. And we have all of these other pieces that we need to do. And it's, it can just wipe you right out. And so that's kind of how I ended up you know, where I am today is to help people then be able to get their message out there in a way that aligns with them in a way that resonates with them in a way that doesn't add further levels of oppression to our audiences as we're, you know, getting out there. And in a way that doesn't put them on the path to burnout. Because if you, you know, we're all in the social media space, if you follow certain influencers online, my goodness, you are definitely going to be on that path to burnout. And so, that's really kind of part of my mission is like showing people that there is a different way to do this. That doesn't have to be so hard a way that aligns and resonates with your values, with who you are and the lifestyle that you truly wanted to have when you got into entrepreneurship. That's so powerful. Cause I think we all set out for that, right? We want to really be in the mode of, all right, I want to help people and then be sustainable, right. In terms of the revenue that we can generate to take care of ourselves. And you're right. Especially when we get online, there's so many um, influencers and speakers and content creators and coaches, and it's just so much information. And, um, and so being able to sift through that is really important. How do you advise, um, you know, coaches and authors and those that you work with how to know which messages for them and sort of prioritize what matters most, especially among so much noise out there? Yeah. I mean, so one of the pieces of advice I got early on from uh, one of my coaches was that you should follow no more than three mentors at a time. If you're following, and I'm not saying don't follow more than three people on social media, but I'm saying like, don't, don't follow more than three people that you're actually listening to and taking in advice from, because otherwise what happens is then they start to conflict each other, right? This one's they saying do. go well in on this platform and this one's starting to say go well in on this platform. And so I would say, start with what you're comfortable with and what you enjoy. So if you love LinkedIn, start there. If you love Facebook, start there. You don't have to be on all these other places just because someone says that. So I would pick one person to help mentor you in a marketing framework that feels really good to you. I would pick one person that you really align with their messaging around, you know, mindset or lifestyle or something that's going to feed that element of your development. And then I would find one person that aligns with whatever your offer or your product is that you're trying to get out there. And so whether that is, um, um, a coach that talks about how to turn your stuff into a book or, you know, how to turn your message into a course or right. Like what you do, how to take what the information that you have and then actually create a course from it. So whatever your next step or your next business goal is, I would follow one person that you really resonate in that area. And then you've kind of got a holistic, you know, framework of mentors to kind of support you in your next level of growth without getting caught up in all of the excess noise that there is online. Exactly. Because, you know, even for myself, I, I, I find like, oh, I should be listening to this person and this person and this person. And uh, that's just such impactful advice. <laughs> just find three around really the most important areas around your business and, and your life as well and focus in on just those. That's amazing. Um, how well, I'm curious, who, who are those three for you? I'm just like a little nosy on that. But <laughs> who, yeah, who are some of those um, three that you that you enjoy. 
So right now my focus is on learning LinkedIn and getting more strategic and figuring out LinkedIn. And so I follow a lady named Jennifer Corcoran. Um, I met her in a networking group. We really hit it off and I've been following her on LinkedIn strategies. Um, I'm also working with a copywriting mentor named Kelly Deals, and she focuses on feminist framework for copywriting to really kind of help me hone in more on the anti-oppressive model and really kind of develop my skill set there. So that's the person I'm following on the next level for my business growth. Um, and then I've been working, I've actually worked with a couple of different mindset mentors, but um, the current person I'm working with is Patty Lennon. And so she, I follow her um, and she's kind of like my, my mindset person that I'm kind of really narrowed in on right now. But what I will say is that, you know, your interests will shift and who you'll need to follow will shift over time. But this is the beauty of content is it is there forever. So I'm like, we're all binge watchers, right? Like this is why Netflix does so well. That content will be there. You don't need to listen to 50 different podcasts every single week. Pick the ones that are what you need to focus on right now, right? If you're looking to elevate your speaking career, then pick podcasts that are focused on developing your message or your voice. You can go back and you can binge listen <laughs> to all the content they've put out in the past year or so and really kind of hone in and focus on that. And then that other podcast that focuses on YouTube marketing or podcast pitching or whatever else, it will be there when you're ready to focus on that as well. Yeah, that's huge. I feel like it's like everything that you're sharing, it's... uh. Uh, it's like your gift is also just relieving entrepreneurs of the stress and the overwhelm. Um, so have you had experience with that as well? Like, did you have to deal with your own overwhelm and, um, and what was that like for you <laughs> and what you learned? Oh, well, I mean, the timing is perfect. I mean, we're all coming out of a couple of years. I don't know an entrepreneur that hasn't oh <laughs> dealt with gosh. overwhelm in the last couple of years in some capacity. Right. So I have, my kids are now five and seven. When the pandemic hit, they were three and five. And so I have been homeschooling and building my business. And right, I mean, there is a whole lot of overwhelm that goes into that. And what I've tried to do is find the silver lining and <laughs> looking at with my reduced hours, I have really had to narrow my focus on what I'm doing in my business, what kinds of advice I'm taking, and really what my strategies are going to be. Because that 40 hour work week that I had while they were at school is now like shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> instrumentally in this last couple of years. Absolutely. And I, it, like you said, for everyone, it's just been such a, such an experience <laughs> of, of how our time has just been crunched and changed and how we've had to adapt and evolve. So, um, I, and I'm curious, I know that with your expertise as well, you're a growth strategist and a copywriter. Um, so talk about a little bit how those aspects come together and, um, when it comes to, to helping your entrepreneurs and your clients? Yeah. So I am a huge believer that copy cannot just be written in a silo, right? Mm. It, it exists in an ecosystem and it exists within your business framework. And so when I sit down and I work with people, we look at you know the offer that you want me to write copy for. Where is it within your customer journey? Where is it situated in your business? Are they coming out of another offer that you're moving them into this offer? Is this the first thing they're going to encounter? Are you driving cold traffic to it? Or is this just going out to an already warmed up audience, right? Like there's a whole lot of things you have to understand about what you're putting out there in order to be able to really kind of craft messaging that is going to work for your clients and that is going to meet them with where they're at and really help them to make a decision on, is this the program for me or is this not the program for me? And so I really look at the, the business as a whole 
And then the other thing you have to look at is, are you crafting, like we've talked about, something that is sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. If it's just you and a virtual assistant, right, you've got to really have a look at how is that model going to get leveraged? How is it going to grow? Do you have the foundational operational elements in place to sustain a group program or the growth of an evergreen model or whatever that might look like for you, right? We know that there's dozens and dozens of business strategies and looking at, okay, we're going to write this copy and you're going to open this course and you're going to have lots of people welcomed in here. Are you ready for that? Right? Like, or are there other pieces that you need to look at? And so that used to be what I did with clients before I really kind of honed in and focused on copywriting. And now I just kind of make them aware of some of the things they need to look at and, and help them see that, you know, there are maybe some other foundational elements that they might need to work with another person or, you know, them and their virtual assistant need to kind of tighten that up a little bit before this goes live. Because if not, it just adds that overwhelm that we were talking about, right? Like we're super excited. We hit our goal for our launch and then, oh my goodness, <laughs> look at all these tech problems, these email, right? Like this didn't function, that didn't happen. And it becomes more overwhelming than if you hadn't launched to begin with. Oh my gosh, it's so true. So your your perspective is really sort of taking a step back and looking at the entire ecosystem altogether and seeing how those pieces fit together for growing the company sustaining it and um, and especially specifically with the writing because there's a whole bunch of words <laughs> that have to be read in that whole uh, ecosystem. So that's that's awesome. You're kind of taking a step back. Yeah, and I think we don't realize how much writing there actually is that goes into our business. I think we might think, okay, I need a sales page. But then we don't necessarily think of how are people going to get there? Well, I have to write emails. There's different Mm -hmm. types of email sequences to get them there. If I want to get them on my email list to begin with, that's another type of sequence. Weekly emails, social media posts. I mean, we write a lot. Um, And if we don't quite think about how all those pieces together, then we're just making extra work for ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Because if we don't think about how all of that's connected we're, we're going to end up doubling our workload. Whereas if we get strategic about that, then every single writing element that we've put the time and the heart and the energy into then becomes a growth strategy itself. Hmm. Hmm. All right, it's time for a short break. Let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Are you an author and ready to leverage your book? Maybe you have a great idea for a course or program, but you need help fleshing it out with someone and making sense of what you have. If that's you, I want to invite you to schedule a free half-hour strategy session with me. We'll take a look at your content together, talk about your goals, and I'll provide my professional and honest recommendations. No salesy stuff or surprises. So to schedule a call, visit theauthorsleverage.com forward slash course strategy. All right, now back to the show. And what are some of the the other big mistakes that you see um, happen when entrepreneurs venture out into specifically the copywriting, but then overall with, you know, how it connects to their offer and what they're looking to accomplish. So I think one piece is that we, if we don't see immediate success, we are jumping ahead and trying 20 other things. When in actuality, you probably just needed to stick with it, tweak it a little bit, refine it, find out, you know, figure out what happened and what you need to kind of do. And so I think we're very quick to be like, oh, I didn't get that six figure launch that I was hoping for. I'm going to try this instead. Um, when in actuality, it's like, no, you had that launch, you, you created the foundation. And now let's kind of work with that and see where can we look at what kind of data did we track? So that's another, I guess this is a two-parter is another mistake I see people in the entrepreneur space make is they're not 
tracking their data when they put it out there. And I know that's a scary word for a lot of entrepreneurs, but it doesn't mean you have to have these crazy Excel spreadsheets, but you need to know what worked and what didn't so that you're not going to continue to spend all the time doing something that's not getting you that return on your time, right? Um, You need to really know what is, what is converting really well with people. And part of that is really directly linked to your energy, because what I bet you'll notice when you actually go back and check your metrics is the things that you feel aligned with, the things that you really enjoy doing, you bring a different energy to those and your audience senses that energy and can feel that energy. And so they're more likely to take the action that you're asking them to take versus if you are doing a strategy or a marketing tactic that you don't feel completely in alignment with, even if it's written and they're not seeing you face to face, they can sense the the words on that page, the energy behind that falls a bit flat and they're less likely to probably take action. And so if you're tracking your data and you're tracking your metrics, you're going to notice that probably what converts for you is what you enjoy. And then you can give yourself the permission to do more of that and let go of those other strategies that are working for you. I think I see what you mean when you call your method the freedom track method, because it's just so freeing to be like, you know, uh, it works better when you're doing what you enjoy and that energy your audience picks up on and they respond to. Like that's such a a huge correlation um, between those things. And I've often said that when it came to producing video, right, if you're on camera and you're really feeling what you're talking about and you're convinced of it yourself, that's what translate. That's what people get. They don't like necessarily believe what you're saying. They believe that you believe what you're saying <laughs> kind of a thing. And and I and I love that. It just it opens us up and gives us, like you said, the permission to be free to enjoy what we're doing and what we set out to do as entrepreneurs in the first place. Yeah. And I mean, I work a lot with women. And there's just, you know, a way we were raised and and the culture that we live in, a lot of women, for whatever reason, myself included, feel the need to be given permission to to do something or given permission to not do something. Mm. And so part of what I try and, you know, and whoever I'm working with is to really give them the permission that they need to let themselves make their own decisions, right? You don't have to do what you don't want to do. You are a grown adult now. (laughs) You know, if you want to have dessert before your broccoli, you go ahead. And if you don't want to do Instagram reels, then you don't have to, right? So really kind of that permission to, to do what you want. There are thousands of strategies out there. The one, and they all work for the right person and the right business. And you just have to find the one that works for you, which I can guarantee you is going to be the one that you like doing. <laughs> yeah. And how, how do you, how do you advise uh, your, your clients in that regard? Because uh, something that they have to do versus um, what they can do because they want to. I think a lot of times, you know, we see, we're, we're hearing this message of what you should do. And we're shitting mm-hmm. on each other is what I've <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. And, and that that really does cause stress and really drains that energy um, in which we need to show up with. So how do you distinguish between this is a good strategy and, you know, I should do this. I want to do this, you know, all of the so that way you can make sure that you're doing what you actually enjoy, what you want to do. Yeah. Is that so a let's, just trying it first, you know, like I'm just sorry. Yeah, just like, well, <laughs> yes, yes and no. So sometimes you're just going to have that resistance right from the beginning. Right. You know, when I for, I'll use reels as again, as an example, when I started watching reels and I started watching people pointing and dancing, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> right. 
I don't want to do that. I knew right off the hop that I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But then if you talk to certain marketing people, they're like, well, that's what the algorithm's favoring. You're going to, if you want to grow your followers, you want to grow your reach. Okay. That is true. And that might not be the best marketing strategy for me. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be on, on Instagram as my primary platform. There are other options. And so that's what I mean is being really careful about who you're following so that you're not being told you, you need to do all of these things. Okay. We do need to market hundred percent. We need to market or our, no one's going to see our businesses, but there are so many different avenues that we can use. Referral and word of mouth marketing will always be the number one form of marketing. If you enjoy that, if you enjoy coffee chats, if you enjoy networking, if you enjoy, right, then find a way to make that your primary strategy. If you love doing video, then go for it. There are tons of strategies out there for YouTube, for each social platform. You you have to pick what you really like. And so one of the things I do is like, it's just that test of like, if someone says to me, Kristen, you need to do this. How do I immediately feel? Like, does it feel heavy? And I'm going, oh, or am I like, I'm willing to give it a try. And so that's your starting point, right? Because yes, you have to market, but there's going to be something for everybody out there. Right. And if you're not a video person because you're very introverted and you just don't want to show your face, there are other things we can do. Right. And the miracle of technology now, you can make Canva videos that don't have your face on it that hack the Instagram algorithm because Instagram sees it as a video and doesn't have your face on it, but you could still do it. So, I mean, there's there's avenues and you don't have to do any one thing that somebody's telling you to do. There's always a way to find something to make it work for you. That's huge. That's huge. So I know that for those who are are listening, you know, when it comes to copy and how copy is, you know, integrated into our entire business, you know, we have the option to do it ourselves or to work with someone who can help us do it. So can you talk a little bit about um, how someone should navigate making that decision, you know, when it comes to either hiring, especially if you're an author, I mean, authors write, you know, so, um, but it's different, you know, so can you talk to a little bit about that and how they can make the best decision for them when it comes to either just saying, I'm going to do this myself or I'm going to get some help. Yeah. So one of my favorite sayings, and it's actually like, it's on my personal email footer. So if you ever email me personally, not through an autoresponder, but you'll get it back and it'll say, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And again, it's, I can do all of these things and you can, we are very capable. I have a growth mindset right? Like we definitely can do whatever we set our minds out to do. Doesn't mean we should be doing that. And so I think that's, again, when you sit down, even as an author, writing a book, writing, you know, whether you're writing in the self-help genre or whether you're writing, you know, fiction or, you know, a memoir, like they all require different styles of writing. And even a memoir author might be challenged to write in a different style because they're so used to writing memoirs. And so even if you're an author, shifting into copywriting has a very different formula or framework that you're going to use. It's a very different approach and mindset. And that might be something that you're just like, this is just not working for me. Like I'm sitting here and I, everything I type, I'm going back and I'm deleting it. And if you're finding that you're really struggling with that, then that's the thing. You just say, okay, you know what? I don't have to do this. There are other people out there who love to do this. And I'm going to connect with someone who's going to make make this copy fantastic so that I can sell this book. 
because that is where my genius lies, right? And so again, I would say if you are dreading it, (laughs) if it has been on your to-do list and it keeps getting bumped to the bottom of your to-do list week after week after week, or if you've been staring at that blank cursor, typing and deleting, typing and deleting, then those are really good signs that this is an area that you need to give yourself permission to get some support with. Um, Because yes, we can do everything on our own. And as women, we try to do everything on our own in our homes and in our businesses. And you don't have to. That's that's such a powerful, uh, powerful statement. I love that you have that on all of your emails. (laughs) Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Um, So what are some other benefits, you know, when it comes to sort of releasing uh, those, those tasks? What are the other benefits that an author or entrepreneur can experience once they do, uh, you know, share the responsibility and, and get someone else to help them. Yeah. So if anyone has been through a launch before, you know, all of the different components. And again, launches can be as big or as small as you make them. You don't have to do them in any one way, but there's a lot of interaction that happens. There's a lot of content, a lot of copy, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of producing of things, whether that is video or writing or what have you. And so when you have to write all of that copy and then go live and do all of the video and do the promo and do the Q and A's and go on the stories and you, you start to really get exhausted and you start to really drain your energy. And like we mentioned before, your audience is drawn to your energy. They can really feel what you're enjoying. And that confidence when you hit the sales process, it's really important to have your energy protected and be at its peak. And so when you're heading into a launch, it is really important to conserve your energy for the times that you are going to be live interacting with your audience. Mm -hmm. And so it can be good to look at, okay, either what can I batch way ahead of time so that this is not going to be affecting my live launch period when I need to really be reserving that energy or what can I outsource and who can I get to help me with this so that when I know that now I've given that copy off to a copywriter and they're going to return my sales pages and my emails and it's going to be wonderful. Now I can focus on going live and just engaging and enjoying the process of nurturing my audience into, you know, making a decision. That's huge. Cause you don't want to be stressed <laughs> when you show up to the lives and the actual like you said, the interaction with the audience, you want to be fully present. You want to not be scrambling and um, trying to get pieces together. You're there to show up for your part, you know, and that's what I love too about um, in, in this essence, sort of outsourcing a lot of these other aspects of the business. So that way we're able to show up in what we do best. Yeah. I mean, cause otherwise you're going to be up at the crack of dawn trying to finalize these last few things or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to be exhausted by the time 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. hits or 4 p.m. or whenever you're doing your your class and you're you're going to be tired and your audience is going to see it. You're physically going to look drained. You're going to sound drained. You're going to sound stressed. Um, and they're going to sense that. So many entrepreneurs also get sick during mm. a launch, right? And so they'll be stuffy or they'll have a sore throat or things like that. And you'll hear them apologizing to their audience as they're going live. And that's brought on because as we know, stress reduces our immune system, right? And when we reduce our immune system, we catch the smallest cold that's going around, right? If you've got children, you're going to catch whatever it is that they've come into contact with (laughs) just because you've drained your, your immune system, stressing about all of these elements. And so it's better for you to be able to kind of confidently hand that off to somebody who specializes in, you know, in that aspect and then be able to sleep 
a full night, <laughs> really feel well rested, really bring that energy and not get sick in the process. Man, that's I, I never even connected that, but that makes a lot of sense. And I've seen a number of speakers. Oh, I'm a little, <clears throat> forgive me, guys. I'm a little <laughs> choked up here, but um, that makes a lot of sense because we really do need to, especially in this day and age, like be more proactive about taking care of ourselves. And even when it comes to our business, making sure that our energy is, is focused in the right direction, um, one that serves us the best, especially with our health. So, uh, Kristen, this has been such a good conversation. I don't want to hold us up forever here, but um, I do want to ask a little bit more about how you specifically work with your clients and what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So I do VIP weeks in my copywriting. I do this for a couple of reasons. First of all, many entrepreneurs don't plan far enough in advance to hire a copywriter to do their project over a longer period of time. Um, so this gives them the opportunity to be able to have it turned around really in a shortened time frame, so that it doesn't hold up the back end of their launch. Um, and and the other part of that is like, once we get in the zone and we really kind of get generating that copy, they, the ideas really start flowing and they get going. So that's the number one way I work with people is through a VIP week. And in that week, we start the week with like an intensive where I talk to you about, again, that ecosystem. So I can totally understand exactly where all of this stuff is coming together. We look at your brand voice and your tone. And then for the rest of the week, I write, I write your sales pages and your promo emails. And then at the end of that week, you've got you know, the bulk of your copy, you'll still have to do some social media stuff or whatever, but you have the the bulk of that copy for your launch done and turned around in a week. Man, I love that. VIP week. That's, mm -hmm. that's huge. So, and, and usually that's centered all around just the launch and their actual product offer itself. So that could be a book, could be a course, any other product, right? Um, is there any limits to uh, to that process or is it generally the same because of what they're actually launching or putting out there? The process is the same. I absolutely always need to start with understanding all of those elements. Um, and then I have my own writing process, which is the same regardless of what avenue I'm, I'm okay. writing in. I will say I typically work with women um, who support other women in some capacity. I don't do a lot of like SaaS writing or tech writing or, you know, writing for like corporate financial industries and that kind of stuff. I really do hone in and focus on you know, supporting women in the online space. But yeah, whether you're launching a book, whether you're launching a course, a mastermind, you name it, right? There's so many things out there that we can put out as an offer. If it's needing a sales page and some promotional copy, then yes, that would be the perfect thing to do in a VIP week. I love that. And what's, what's the most fulfilling aspect of your work for you? Um, I love seeing the relief on their face when they're just like, oh my God, I can, I can rest. Somebody else has got this now. Um, and I love, I love seeing them at the end when they get that copy go, oh, I cannot believe like, this is so much more than I ever thought I would be able to get out of this program. Like you made it sound so good. And I'm like, it's yours. It's, this is your program. This, your program is that good. I just helped you articulate how good that is. Man, that's so, so good. So as we're wrapping up, I invite and encourage everyone listening to visit Kristen's website. Everything's going to be linked here below and to connect with her on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram as well. Uh, she's always putting out really good information and things that are going to be useful and helpful for you and your journey as you're um, launching and, and growing your business. So highly, highly recommend that. As we wrap up, uh, Kristen, I would love for you to share any last parting words of advice that you have. And I always ask every guest what the author's leverage means to you when you hear that phrase. Hmm. 
So I guess my parting words would be what we already kind of talked about is that, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And you don't need my permission and you don't need anybody else's permission. But some for some reason, as women, we still do need to hear that. And so I'm putting that out there again. If you needed to hear that today, (laughs) grant yourself the permission to let go of those things that are not feeling good to you. And then in terms of what the author's leverage means to me, I think writing a book is such an intense process. There is so much of your time, your energy, your, you know, passion that goes into that project that it needs to be out there in, in more than just book format. Books are a way to reach one audience. They're for one learning style. And we're, we, as humans, have multiple different learning styles that work better for us. And so I think for you to be able to take that content of that book and really reach and have an impact on more people requires you to put it in a couple of different formats. So some people are auditory and some people are visual. And I think that's really what helps an author leverage their message um, is to really kind of connect with people in, in different mediums. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm going to say it again because it's so powerful, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. I think I'm going to put that on my on my wall right next to <laughs> right next to my vision board. It's so powerful and I needed to hear that and I know someone else needed to hear that as well, especially as women uh, in this space as, as entrepreneurs and what we're looking to accomplish. So, Kristen, thank you so much for your time and sharing what you do and and your passion with us today. And uh, thank you all for listening, those who are tuning into this episode uh, for the author's leverage. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.